0: Coming up today on the Dr. Linda Mental Show.
1: Try telling your partner something really nice every day. Be specific about what qualities you value and indicate to them that you're paying attention to these things. And ultimately, these small compliments will really show recognition. And it will make your partner feel seen, heard, validated, and that's part of romance.
0: The Dr. Linda Mental Show is next.
1: And welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor. And I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend we're here, we're doing life together, and we're so glad that you've joined us.
0: Ah, good morning, Dr. Linda. How are you this morning? (laughs) Scared. Love is in the air. Or is it? Let's find out today. Today's show is all about romance.
1: (laughs) Yeah, don't change the dial. <laughs> Chris That's is right. getting a little scary there. Oh, don't you agree though, Chris, that we need a little romance?
0: Yes, we do. Definitely. And
1: it's a great experience when you have it, right? Can you recall a time, Chris, when maybe you were very romantic or you experienced romance?
0: Well, I have three kids. What do you think? And I'm married. <laughs> we'll get into this in the show because we, we talk about how romance has to be maintained. But yes, early in the in mine and Sharon's, Dating relationships, we always did all the things right. You know, the chocolate, the dates, everything. It's dwindled some, but yes.
1: So you were doing all those romantic things. Oh yes, you were giving of her chocolates and flowers and stuff. Wow.
0: She's not a real gift type person, but yeah, oh, we, okay. we, we do the chocolates thing for sure.
1: Yeah, I love all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I am a gift. I am a gift person. You know, when I was dating Norm, I had no money. You know, I was just a poor college student. I made this Valentine box, and I filled it with crazy little things that were wrapped up, and each one of those he unwrapped, and it told mm. him some little thing about how much I loved him. And again, it was, you know, I didn't have any money, so I want people to hear, you don't have to have money to be romantic. And then, you know, later on when we were able to afford things, boy, we've gone on a lot of very romantic vacations and trips and places. Um, we had an especially great one in our 25th, I think it was, anniversary it was just wonderful. So, yeah, romance is something that we all need to remember but also keep alive.
0: I'm reminded uh, on our wedding day, an old friend of the family said, "Hey, make up a bunch of little notes, give them to your best man and have him deliver them and give the note to Sharon." Oh. So, it was a bunch of neat little notes like, "I can't wait to see you," you know, all this little stuff. But it was delivered by the best man. It was just kind of cool on the, on the day of our of our wedding, but
1: That's really great. Yeah,
0: I know we like romance, but Why is it so important?
1: Well, we do need to think about what does romance do? You know, not just that it feels good, but it also adds depth to our lives. It allows us to express love and admiration and desire and even devotion to another person. You know, it's all about getting closer and reminding our loved one how much we value them and care for them. And we all like to feel that. So it really does strengthen the bond between two people.
0: And you would say this is important because it has to be maintained over the years.
1: Yes, it's important to maintain. Biologically, our bodies respond to love by releasing all sorts of chemicals. So initially, when you fall in love with someone, it feels like you're taking a shot of espresso. Kind of think about it like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we first meet someone that we find attractive and we feel a connection, our hearts beat a little faster and we might feel lightheaded and giddiness floods our whole being. And those reactions occur because the brain is actually releasing a host of chemical messengers, oxytocin, phenylthiamine, and dopamine. And those are all there to alert us, hey, there's a potential mate right there.
0: It Sounds like a pharmacy opened up when you... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you met, it your does, mate. in your head, a pharmacy
1: in your head. That's a good way to That's think right. of it.
0: <laughs> well, if love makes us feel so good that we dedicate our lives to finding someone special, uh, this goes to what I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Why do we then neglect it once we have it? Let's be honest. As time moves forward, these romantic gestures just go away. Uh, comfort and familiarity take over, and soon acts of romance become days on our calendar, like February 14th. And they are celebrated only a few days of the year.
1: Yeah. And yet, wouldn't you prefer to feel romance more regularly?
0: It does get expensive if you think about it. (laughs)
1: Well, if you're buying gifts. But remember, my first romantic gesture was not a lot of money. Good point.
0: Good point. You know, don't
1: you want the person you love to know how much you care about your relationship? It's really good to say, I love you. But showing someone how important they are is where you have to take a little bit more action. And I know we get distracted. I know we get busy. I mean, I'm guilty, guilty, guilty. So it's good to bring a little passion, though, now and then. Listen to this, Chris. There's a psychology professor at Stony Brook University whose work I've followed for years. His name is Dr. Arthur Aaron. And he's dedicated his work to researching love and closeness. And we're going to look at some of his research today, and it's going to help us better understand romance.
0: It sounds like we're going to uh, hear a a formula of some sort (laughs) for becoming more romantic.
1: (laughs) It's not a formula. It's just a lot of things that we should probably learn about how to keep romance alive. So there are some things you need to do. So he says that romance is helped by kindness, by attention, and a whole mix of shared activities. But he also talks about how important open-ended questions are to falling in love in order to get to know someone. So listen to this. He conducted an experiment a number of years ago in which strangers asked a number of questions to each other. So an open-ended question is just something like, what's your favorite movie? Tell me about that. And as these strangers were gazing into each other's eyes for four minutes, They went through a list of 36 questions.
0: Yeah, the questions are divided into three sections, and they get more and more intense. The idea is that these questions create closeness with someone as you get to know them.
1: Yeah, and what happens when you do this is you gradually self-disclose, you reveal things about yourself... And the questions build so, like you said, so that you don't overwhelm the person right away. So that's a good tip for relationships. Don't start with the intense stuff, you know. (laughs) Kind of ask some general questions and then as your relationship progresses, you move closer and closer. And the more you do that, you get to know that person. However, how you react to this building of intimacy has something to do with something he calls attachment styles.
0: So if you ask these uh, open-ended questions to help get to know someone better, What are some of these questions? I'm just curious.
1: So one of them is, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest?
0: Oh, you're asking me now?
1: No, no. (laughs) We're giving you ideas. So (laughs) if you need ideas, you know, to get to know, uh, to build a little romance, get to be a little bit more intimate with somebody, these are some of the questions that they ask in those 36 questions. So people might want to think about this and ask somebody. I mean, I don't really know what Norm would say. We've been married a long time. I don't really know what he would say to that one. So, the idea is as you ask these questions, you're building a more intimate connection. Here's another one What would constitute a perfect day for you? Or what do you value most in a friendship? You know, I wish I could have someone that I could share life with. Who would that be? So, as you're gazing into the eyes of somebody and you're asking these questions, What happens is you're starting to build intimacy. And let's think about that, Chris. How often do we do that in today's culture? We're texting people. We're just texting people questions and facts.
0: Well, if Dr. Norm is smart, he would answer Linda to all of those questions.
1: (laughs) He sure would.
0: (laughs) Dr. Aaron actually found that strangers felt attracted and close to each other.
1: I will say that that sometimes is what happens when people have affairs. Because they're getting, they're talking to each other, asking these emotional questions, and they build this emotional connection. We want you to do that with your spouse. So it's good. It means if you do this with your spouse, it means you're learning more about them, what your partner thinks, and even what they think is romantic. Most people don't even try to do anything romantic. Sometimes they simply don't know what that would be with their partner, and I think if you just do a little trial and error, you ask a lot of questions, you get some conversations going, you can do this.
0: That's right. And hopefully your romantic interest is someone who finds your hit-and-miss efforts as romantic as well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, no failure. You don't want to put failure in this story, do you? That's right.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Stay with us here on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. After the break, we'll give you the ABCs of keeping romance alive.
1: What do Thomas Jefferson, Agatha Christie, Pope John Paul II, and Princess Diana have in common? Well, these notable individuals and many others, past and present, share the habit of journaling. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda, the relationship doctor, and I've got some tips for you on the value of journaling. Whether you're just writing down a few thoughts or pouring out your heart on paper, journaling has some real benefits, like getting a handle on your emotions or a better understanding of other people or even organizing your priorities. Sometimes reading your older journal notes will help you appreciate the sweet little details of life you enjoyed, but maybe have forgotten. One of the best benefits of journaling comes when you look back and you see how the Lord has been there in all your circumstances, directing your steps and taking care of the things that matter to you. If you've not considered journaling before, give it a try and see which of those benefits journaling might bring your way.
0: Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And today we are talking about romance. We we have a lot more to talk about. But before we move on, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, DrLindaMental.com. That's where you'll find her blogs, books, and you can connect on social media. And remember to listen to today's program anytime on iTunes, and you can share it with a friend. And again, Dr. Linda, today's topic is Romance.
1: Yeah, I just love it. You need to say that again with your radio voice.
0: Romance. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Well, today's researcher for today's program is Dr. Aaron uh, from Stony Brook University. And he says it's possible to have a really high sense of passion and romance even in a long term relationship.
1: And he has a little credibility, Chris, because he's been married for over 50 years. So He may he, know a thing or two then. <laughs> he may. Now, he says there are four major things that really strain a relationship. So number one, poor mental health of a partner, life-changing stress like the death of a child. We know that's always difficult for couples. Poor quality friends. So your friends make a difference here and or the family that you surround yourself with, because family obviously has a big impact on you, too. And the fourth one is poor communication skills. Mm.
0: He also says that the place to begin to make yourself a great partner is to focus on yourself first. So what does that mean?
1: Well, I think that one relates to the first one of poor mental health of a partner. You know, he's talking about if you're a happy person you're going to make someone else feel happy, too. So the first place that he says to begin with romance is really to look inward. Look at your own red flags. You know, Are you unhappy? Are you depressed? Are you feeling anxious? Do you have low self-esteem? And maybe you should be working on those issues. It's an old therapy adage that we say to people. If you want to have a great relationship, you have to bring a healthy you to the we of a relationship. And it's definitely his first place to start.
0: And you have to make the effort, too. This uh, doesn't just happen.
1: No, it doesn't. A healthy long-term relationship really depends on so much of what we're talking about already and the things that we're going to bring into this conversation. But again, it depends on that kindness that we mentioned, being considerate of other people, and then doing some regular romantic gestures.
0: A lot of maintenance involved. You have to really pay attention and take care of the relationship.
1: Like a car. That's right. right? It's like a car. (laughs) That's
0: right. Change the oil at least once every three or 4,000 yeah, miles. don't you know?
1: use that analogy with your wife, because I don't think that's too romantic of an
0: analogy. <laughs> you make a fair point. You make a fair point. Well, let's, uh, let's get ready for a little ABCs of romance. And before you think we're going to uh, go through 26 of these, we're going to make it to about the letter G or something like that. But okay. literally, you found a website that talks about the ABCs of romance.
1: I did. We will start with the letter A. So the A is attention. And this is a big one. Give your partner your full attention, even if he or she is telling you about a really trivial event that happened maybe at work. You know, put everything down. Look that person in the eye. Face them and really listen to them.
0: So just be a polite adult. (laughs) Is yeah. what
1: saying. <laughs> but, but we underestimate how much our attention and we're always on our phone mm, and, you know, listening to the kids or doing something else and giving full attention. Eye contact to a person really says a lot.
0: Right. Seems like a small and easy thing to do. But uh, what is letter B?
1: So B is be kind. Okay. Be kind. Courtesy and gratitude really are staples of any relationship. So say thank you. Say it often even for taking out the trash. You might want to say, hey, thanks, I appreciate it. I do try to do this. I do try to remember to say things that I'm appreciative of. Norm is a fantastic cook. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, when I sit down to these dinners that he's been making, especially the ones he made during the pandemic, it's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is like coming home to a five-star yeah. restaurant every night. So acknowledge what your partner does for you and just be very respectful and be very helpful.
0: Well, C is one we might expect, actually. It stands for compliment or even just saying uh, you know, what you like about the person.
1: Yeah. I mean, try telling your partner something really nice every day. So maybe something like, hey, you really look great today. That's a nice outfit. I mean, be very specific with your comments. Say something about what they're doing, what they're wearing, how they're behaving, a special kindness that you saw them, anything. This really demonstrates desire. And you know, Chris, it doesn't cost anything to be complimentary and express gratitude towards someone. It shows that you notice. It shows that you appreciate their efforts. Do you appreciate their compassionate nature? Or perhaps you love their energetic approach to the start of every day. Be specific about what qualities you value and indicate to them that you're paying attention to these things. And ultimately these small compliments will really show recognition and it will remake your partner feel seen, heard, validated and that's part of romance.
0: And you said to be specific so there's nothing wrong with saying, "Hey, I really like your ears." or something, something like that.
1: Yeah, I would probably wonder what that means, but okay.
0: <laughs> well, the next letter is D, and it's been challenging during the pandemic because we have to uh, you know, stay away from everyone, but it stands for go out on a date.
1: Yes, but you can have a date in front of your fireplace if you want to. You can take a playroom, put a picnic down when your kids are in bed. I mean, you're never too old or too busy to go out on a date. And if you need to, you might have to just plan this as a regular thing so that nothing gets in the way because it's really easy to let other things get in the way of doing this. But here is the thing. Those date nights aren't so special if they're spent discussing work or politics or the mundane things of everyday life. A lot of partners uh, and spouses really get into this talking about the kids and the problems with the kids. What we're asking instead is to ask those unexpected questions that we talked about. For example, ask your partner what they think about other than work during their daily commute. Now, I know a lot of people aren't commuting, but what are you thinking about during the day? Or what quality of yours is it that you see and appreciate in other people? You know, just try to think of some new things to say, you know, even childlike queries like, what superhero power would you love to have? I mean, something like that sounds a little crazy, but it kind of lightens up and it puts your relationship in a different, more intimate perspective. And then, you know, you know, just have some fun with it and have some fun laughter in your relationship.
0: Right. The next one is uh, interesting. I'm not sure about it either. It means it's E. It stands for Excitement.
1: Yeah, so we're not asking you to be Don Juan or Donna Juan, in case you're the female (laughs) version of that. But, you know, just try to be spontaneous. Surprise your love with a trip, with a picnic, with breakfast in bed. Maybe steal a kiss from them when they're not expecting it. Just something that brings a little bit of excitement and buzz to that relationship.
0: Here's one, especially for those of us who've been married for a longer time. F stands for flirt.
1: Mm. It's been a long time since you've done that?
0: Yeah, we don't flirt anymore. Are you kidding me? (laughs)
1: You probably do when you don't know it, because mm-hmm. one of the ways you can flirt is you can tease each other right. like you used to do. You know, lock eyes with the person, write a little note, mind how you look. You know, it's been very easy during the pandemic for people to live in sweatpants and mm-hmm. their hair in a bun and not look too good <laughs> during this time. So maybe once in a while, you know, clean up a little bit <laughs> and uh, use some subtle touches, you know, that you want to just go over and touch your partner. Humor, smile. Those are little things that you can do.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we're only going to go to the letter G today, and that stands for goodbyes.
1: So an easy way to keep romance alive is to make your goodbyes and your good nights really special. You know, always say, I love you. Maybe give a kiss. Make your partner understand that they will be missed during the day and that you look forward to seeing them when you get together again. So that's small, but that's kind of a big thing.
0: You know, I think one thing we don't associate much with romance, uh, but this is on Dr. Aaron's list. He says to befriend other couples.
1: Yeah, this may sound a little taxing, but when you cultivate warm and intimate friendships with other couples, that can actually bring you closer. And when you do that, it'll foster the feeling of mutual support. It'll open you up to engage in deeper conversations that the two of you may not have had on your own.
0: How about this one before we go to the break? revisit your marriage vows.
1: You know, if you do this, you remember the qualities that brought you together in the first place. So if you're really struggling in your relationship, this could be sort of a booster for you. It can be meaningful. It can be romantic, which is why you see a whole lot of couples doing this and renewing their vows.
0: I think it sounds like the secret to keeping love alive then is, is really just putting in the effort. And I think sometimes we think that Romance is a perpetual machine that powers itself, but that's just not the case.
1: So, so many spouses, you know, really feel like they wonder what's going on with their relationship, why it fails, where have those loving feelings gone, why do you know they feel underappreciated by their partners, and so this generally happens after the honeymoon period. So Mm -hmm. romance can be lost for a lot of years. But happily married couples, we're saying this, Chris, with a long history together, have managed somehow to preserve some of the elements that were present while they were in their early stages of courting.
0: Well, anything worth preserving always takes just a little bit of effort. So let's keep these tips coming. We're talking about bringing romance into your relationship. More after the break on The Dr. Linda Mental Show.
1: Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. Some days I simply have to fight discouragement. When those days come, I like to read the Psalms and meditate on the cure for my discouragement. Take Psalm 103, for example. David, feeling discouraged, talks to himself in a way that uplifts his soul. He tells his soul to bless the Lord and to remember the benefits of serving God. David wrote this psalm to encourage himself in the Lord, something I know I need to do regularly. Instead of focusing on all of his problems, David decided to engage his will and rehearsed the goodness of God. He begins the psalm by blessing the Lord. Then he speaks to his soul and reminds himself of all that God does for those who are faithful to him. So when you feel discouraged, do what David did and encourage yourself in the Lord. It will transform that discouragement to praise and gratitude.
0: We are back on the Dr. Linda Mental Show talking about romance (laughs) and the importance of keeping it up. And we said earlier that romance is a lot like a car. It needs maintenance, but you probably shouldn't make that correlation with your spouse. You appreciate that. <laughs> Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website, drlindamental.com. And don't forget about our podcast on iTunes. You can send this program to uh, anyone who may need to revisit the romance in their relationships. And for those of us more challenged in this area, Dr. Linda, can you give us some uh, easy tips or ideas to just uh, add a little romance?
1: So anything that is novel. Anything you knew that's new helps get the reward center of the brain going again. So doing something completely different, something that's new, can really bring on those feelings of romance. Norman and I did a cooking class, and that was really fun. And it felt somewhat romantic, not in the way that we usually think about that, but it brought us together. Try to think of something that you haven't done before and try it again. I've got some more ideas. So number one, you could write, I love you. In the steam on the bathroom mirror after he takes a shower. I see that in the movies.
0: Make sure it's your spouse and not a a visitor.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't be in that bathroom if it's a visitor, right? Right. Uh, How about a back massage? I love that. My husband does that at night a lot of times when we're watching TV. And that just feels like a romantic gesture to Mm. me.
0: Now, back in the day, we called this a mixtape, but these days it's called a playlist and you can make one with a, a few songs that are meaningful to your relationship.
1: Yeah, that's one I've seen on TV shows. There's mm-hmm. a, a TV show we watch called I'll Rise and they, the lawyer, the female part of the relationship, she has a playlist and her husband sends it to her and updates it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's very romantic. Sometimes even a little gift on the pillow. And I do this with People, when they sometimes spent the night at our house, I'd put a little chocolate on their pillow. I wasn't trying to be romantic. I was just trying to be, uh, you know, hospitable. But sometimes something like that with a little note that might say, this is delicious and so are you. Mm. It could be a good little starter.
0: Wow, that's right. If your partner has a, a work presentation at an off-site location, have flowers and a note of support delivered there. Now, that takes some planning.
1: That does. And we're not doing a lot of that right now, but, boy, wouldn't that be an interesting thing if you were giving a a big presentation somewhere and somehow flowers showed up in your hotel room or something? Hmm. Uh, you're a radio guy, Chris. Have you ever dedicated a song to a date on the radio and told the person to listen to it?
0: Well, No. <laughs> but it's not a, it's a, not a bad idea that's for sure.
1: I don't know if that that show that night show Delilah is still on but it is, all these yeah. people call okay so they call and they go I want to dedicate this to John. Right. You know, who has been the love of my life for 20 years and it's very romantic when people do that.
0: And Casey Kasem used to have that on his show. He'd say, "Now, here's your request and dedication." <laughs> and play the song for the guy, you know.
1: And then we talked about cooking a, a special meal which I think I get almost every night because mm. of my husband's cooking skills. Maybe just a text message. People do that regularly. Just, hey, I'm thinking of you, love you, can't wait to see you. Uh, something like that. And of course, the love notes that we've talked about. Okay, here's one. Have you ever done a blindfold surprise <laughs> where you blindfold your partner and you take them somewhere, like maybe where you had your first date or you do that date all over again?
0: If you live four hours away, I don't <laughs> they may not like that too well, but it, it is a great idea.
1: Especially if you're blindfolded for four hours, right, it's right, not right. so good, right? <laughs> How about just hiding notes around the house or mm-hmm. maybe some, you know, in a pocket or something like that? Or here's one that might not sound very romantic, but offer to help uh, your spouse with some dreaded chore that they have to complete and then make it really fun and even a little bit sexy when you're doing it.
0: If their love language is uh, acts of service, then yes, they may like this one a lot.
1: Yeah. And I think just really taking time to say, I love you, and then taking interest in your partner's uh, hobbies and things that they do. So. You know, sometimes just it's a little bit more romantic if maybe you're a a woman who doesn't like football and you want to sit with your spouse and watch the football game and just cuddle up and be a part of that. And for men, maybe it's going to see a chick flick or watching a romantic movie. So the idea is to do it in the spirit of enthusiasm and love and and have some fun.
0: Well, Dr. Linda, speaking of cuddling on the couch together, we haven't said much about sex.
1: I know, but we're a family show and a weekend family show. But you're right. Because romance is much more than just a sexual relationship. That's one of the reasons why we're talking about all these other things. But romance does create the atmosphere for a more intimate relationship. They do go together, but so do adventure, respect, appreciation, and so many more elements of a relationship. Look, if you're going to sustain a relationship, as you've been saying, Chris, it takes some work. It takes cooperation, and it takes commitment from both partners. It doesn't have to be, you know, hard work all the time. I don't want people to think, wow, this is hard work. I don't want to do this. But if you're in a relationship, um, you really do have to find ways to continuously show your partner that you love and that you cherish them. And when you decide to use romance to enhance your marriage, do it to show that you care, that your partner is really worth the effort. So the point of our show today is to encourage romance every single day, not just on Valentine's Day give romance a try. It's all about the little things and just going with your heart. Trust that your desire to create romance is enough to get things started and then give it your own spin. Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mental, and my engineer and co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation from all of us here at Faith Radio. Talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're here, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone.